It's been a long time coming, but Destiny 2 is finally getting crossplay enabled in its next season. Bungie detailed how the change will affect the game experience in their recent weekly blog update. The new indie console Playdate began taking pre-orders and sold out of its entire 2021 stock in about 20 minutes. This and more on The Daily Reset. Good morning gamers and welcome to The Daily Reset brought to you by The Emergent Gamer. Subscribe and tune in every morning to get all the biggest news stories as you start your day. We're on all major podcast platforms, and we also upload our shows to our YouTube channel if you like to listen there. I'm Trip Zero, and this is your news for July 30th, 2021. After nearly seven years, crossplay is coming to the Destiny franchise in Destiny 2's Season 15 starting next month. When Destiny first launched in 2014, players were more or less locked into the consoles they played on. There was intergenerational play, as in players on the PS3 could play with PS4 gamers, but nothing beyond that. Two years ago, Bungie added cross-save to Destiny 2, which allowed gamers to unite their logins under a Bungie account, allowing play with one single account on any console they desired. Friends playing with friends on other platforms was a step closer, but each player had to own the other console as well as the full purchase of the game. At the time, Bungie promised that crossplay would be a future goal, and now that time has come. Detailed on their most recent weekly blog post, This Week at Bungie, the team went over how the process will work, how it affects different activities in the game, what players can expect at the beginning, and how the feature will grow and change over time. The first major change is unifying player names under one design scheme to not only make it easier to find people no matter what platform they're on, but also to not have people's names changing as they play on different consoles. This will be a process that happens at the beginning of the season, and the language isn't too clear on whether this will be an automatic process or something the player is able to choose. Either way, the possibility to change these new bungee names will be implemented in the coming weeks. There will be more features added to this in between the season starting and the release of the Witch Queen expansion in 2022, like crossplay voice chat, text chat on consoles, and text input via USB keyboards on console. To address the argument of which console has certain input advantages, the PC and console player bases will be split for PvP. If you play on a PC, you will only matchmake with PC players, and vice versa. If your in-game group, called a Fireteam in Destiny, has a mix of PC and console players, then that will match to the PC player pool. And for the PvE content in the game, matchmaking will be everyone, regardless of platform. While more and more games are becoming cross-play, there are still barriers to the feature. Sometimes there are exclusivity rules, and sometimes, as we've seen from Sony, console makers just don't want to play nice. Digital Trends put together a list of cross-play capable games as recently as April of this year. While there are more options when you include games that are just one console and PC crossplay, there are only 30 games that have full crossplay support for all platforms a given game is released on. Have you heard of the Playdate? Originally announced a little over two years ago, 
the handheld gaming console's pre-order date has finally arrived, and they burned through their entire stock of 20,000 units set aside for 2021 shipping in just about 20 minutes. The Playdate is the first indie handheld designed by game developer Panic in collaboration with Swedish industrial design firm Teenage Engineering. Panic's previous games are Firewatch and Untitled Goose Game, two unique and quirky game experiences which make them the perfect developer to spearhead a unique and quirky handheld console. It's a small, yellow, 240p screen system with a directional pad, two buttons, and then on the side, a crank. This different control scheme will be utilized to play the console's collection of 24 games in different ways, and some early hands-on reviews of the console praise the originality of the design and how it ends up being used in the games. Also, those previously mentioned 24 games will be released to the console for free for owners via direct download, two per week, over 12 weeks. These games make up what Panic is calling Season 1 and are made by many different developers, including Lucas Pope, creator of Return of the Obra Dinn, recognized as one of 2018's best video games. Playdate says they have no plans to stop accepting pre-orders, but it should be known that the shipping date is simply listed as 2022 at this point. There are also upcoming accessories, like a stereo dock that the Playdate can attach to, turning it into a portable Bluetooth speaker, along with access to a custom SoundCloud station. It'll be interesting to see the kind of shelf life the quirky indie console has as people get them into their hands and experience it for themselves. In yet another update to the Activision Blizzard harassment saga, we previously mentioned the open letter to leadership from employees and the response from CEO Bobby Kodak a few days ago before the planned employee walkout on Wednesday. In the employee's open letter, one of the things they asked for was employee selection of a third party to audit HR and other company processes. In his own letter, Kodak mentions some steps the company was taking in response to the allegations, and one of them is appointing the law firm Wilmer Hale to oversee a review of Activision Blizzard's policies and procedures to, quote, ensure that we have and maintain best practices to promote a respectful and inclusive workplace. For those of you paying attention, the important part here is that Kodak selected a third party to audit company processes, not the employees. The choice of this specific law firm is interesting as well. Wilmer Hale is known for union busting, currently working with Amazon on their anti-union tactics. They advertise directly on their website that they offer training programs advising on union awareness and avoidance. Unionization is a hot-button topic in gaming over the last few years, as conversations about compensation and crunch continue to surface, and it's odd that as his company is under fire, Kodak chooses one of the most well-known law firms in the country for protecting the interest of large-scale businesses and organizations, including the U.S. government. In a response to a Kotaku article about the Wilmer Hale hiring, Activision Blizzard said, Wilmer Hale has extensive experience helping organizations strengthen their workplace environment by making improvements around policies and procedures related to discrimination, harassment, and retaliation issues. As we have been, we'll keep you in the know about any future developments in the Activision Blizzard lawsuit. That's going to be it for Friday, July 30th, 2021. Subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get up to speed in the gaming world every morning with me, your host, Trib Zero. And be sure to find and listen to our main show, The Emergent Gamer Podcast, live on twitch.tv slash emergent underscore gamer on Wednesday nights, and then on podcast services the next day. Get the news with me and hear the in-depth discussion with the rest of us. Have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday.